You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. What a great show we have for you. I had a chance to have a really great conversation with Amanda Head and James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Some really big news. He's going to dig in in a significant way on the origins of COVID-19, something that a lot of Republicans have been loath to do. Obviously, Senator Rand Paul has been taking this on for some time, Ron Johnson a little bit. But with subpoena authority, Congressman Comer has identified 40 federal officials he plans to interview to roll up from the bottom to the top of the health bureaucracy where COVID-19 came from. Was it funded by the U.S. government? Was there gain of function? He's going to top off our show today. Then we're going to talk to my good friend, Monica Crowley. I've known her for years. Great columnist, great television host, great podcaster, one of my favorite podcasts, The Monica Crowley Show. And she also has been an amazing policy voice, was with Richard Nixon at the end of his life, was an important player under Treasury Secretary Mnuchin in the Trump administration on economic policy. We're going to talk about the economy, world affairs. You're not going to want to miss my good friend, Monica Crowley. And then we'll finish up with a little more world thinking. Michael Oren, the former Israeli ambassador to the United States, here to tell us about what's going on in Israeli politics as Bibi Netanyahu prepares to take back over as prime minister. All that Coming up on a great Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, 
and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Our next guest, he's been a champion of the home and rule for a long time. He's going to be the chairman of the powerful House Oversight Committee, Congressman James Comer from the great state of Kentucky. Sir, good to have you back on the show. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. You were on our show a month ago. You were talking uh, about the home and rule and how important a tool it can be. Reaction to hearing that maybe uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to get behind us and make it a reality. I'm very excited. This shows that he's sincere about trying to tackle the bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. and hold people accountable. We have bureaucrats and agencies all over Washington, D.C. that are you know, answering to no one. They're trying to enact their own ideologies on the will of the private sector, on the will of the taxpayers, and they thus far haven't been held accountable. With this new Hallman rule in place, that'll give us the tools in the toolbox to, when we do an appropriations bill, to actually pinpoint that particular employee of the, of the federal government and uh, erase their salary. Uh, cut their salary down or maybe lower it down to one dollar. I don't know what the exact rule will be, but uh, make it very hard on them to where they're basically no longer employed there. So uh, that's something that you have to have if you're serious about providing oversight and actually holding people accountable. Yeah, important stuff. And speaking of holding people accountable, you and Congressman Jim Jordan sent a letter to Javier Becerra, who I'm very familiar with because he served served as attorney general here in California. Uh, I wanted to ask you about what you are demanding from him and these these 40 people who who may or may not have a connection to gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, we've been working on this for a long time. We've been doing the work and the research, hoping that this day would come in January where we actually have the gavel and subpoena power. Uh, What we've done is we've identified the 40 employees that had anything to do with funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab with our American tax dollars. So 12 of these had never been identified before. And this is how how much uh, investigative work we've done thus far leading up to our Republican majority in, in January. Uh, we want to hear from all of these employees. So we sent a letter to them. We made their names public. Uh, we want them to come to the oversight committee and uh, sit down for interviews because we have a lot of questions. Uh, for example, you people at, the, at HHS and NIH 
that that approved the uh, the grant to EcoHealth Alliance, which then went to fund gain of function research. They were out of compliance with their grant, but they were never held accountable. And actually, the administration even gave them more money a few months ago. So we want to know all the thought process that was involved in uh, uh, awarding them the grant to begin with to allowing them to operate while they were clearly out of compliance with the grant and what the objective of the government was. This was a lot of tax dollars going to uh, a company like EcoHealth Alliance. What was the objective here? How did this how is this going to benefit the American taxpayer? So we have so many questions. And really, before you ever sit down and talk to Dr. Fauci, we need to interview dozens and dozens of people to get the, the mindset and the thought process of what all was involved with funding and with uh, knowing what was going on in that lab before we could get to the cover up and, and all the other things. So there's a lot of work to determine the origination of COVID-19, but that work starts today. Yeah, and that roadmap you provided today, such specifics, you get a sense of the infrastructure that's in place that was involved in these very momentous decisions. Very important part in the early part of this investigation. A lot of people are excited. I want to switch topics on you for a second because you're a champion of freedom and free speech particularly. In the last week, we've gotten clear and overwhelming evidence now that the FBI wasn't just censoring Russian disinformation. They were censoring the specific opinions of Americans, telling Twitter, we want you to take that down from this American, I think it was an Indiana congressman or a council person in one case, uh, the idea that the FBI got directly involved in the censorship business got to be concerning to you. Very concerning. Never should our government be involved in censoring free speech, whether it's conservative speech or liberal speech. The government has no business involved in censoring free speech. What we have here is evidence that the FBI was very involved with our social media companies and who knows maybe our mainstream media companies john i have theories but you know we'll we'll, we'll see yeah this is wrong this is not a good use of our taxpayer dollars and to see how often they were coming in on a regular basis communicating with these social media companies should be very concerning so you know did did the fbi have a disinformation board this is did they have a ministry of propaganda i mean what was going on at the FBI. That's what we want to know. And we're already starting to uh, request that people come in and, and talk to us on the record under oath about exactly what was going on. We're going to try to figure this out and try to hold people accountable for wrongdoing because there was wrongdoing here. The FBI has too many crimes at the highest levels in my adult lifetime. The FBI has plenty of work to do out there on the street. What are they doing yeah. spending time and money going in, meeting with social media companies, telling them uh, which conservative stories to suppress and which conservatives to kick off their platform? I mean, that is not a role of the FBI. That is not a role of the government. And that needs to stop. And people who, who cross that line need to be held accountable. Yeah, such important yeah. stuff. Hmm. And, and while we're on the topic of the FBI and three-letter organizations that seem to have been corrupted, you know, so often, especially within this administration and this DOJ, you see crimes that should be prosecuted that aren't, crimes that shouldn't be prosecuted that are. With you at the helm of the Oversight Committee next year looking into so many of these issues, how do you get around that two-tiered justice system? Well, you know, we, we're, we're going to be optimistic to begin with and hope that the DOJ will uh, work with us on some of our subpoenas. Obviously, uh, you know, the, the book's still out there. 
But we believe that we're going to do a very good job of compelling people to come in and talk to us. Uh, we're going to do everything we can to get the information that we need. Uh, we're not starting at the top like a lot of congressional investigations do. They, you know, if you're investigating COVID-19, they, they want to have as their first witness, Dr. Fauci. We're starting at the bottom. Uh, in that in that case, with the with the lowest level government employees, say what what did they tell you? You know what was the goal here? What was the objective here? Why didn't you follow through on ensuring that they were in compliance? That's kind of the way we're building our case uh, with the uh, with the Biden family influence peddling. We're not going to bring Hunter Biden in on day one. We're going to talk with his associates. We're going to talk with his bankers. We're going to do that. So these people will comply with our invitation and subpoena request. We're confident of that. So uh, we're building the case and we're kind of approaching this from a different angle than what people have seen in from congressional oversights in the past. For the reason you just mentioned, we don't have a cooperative, a cooperative Department of Justice. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time, go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Our next guest is one of my good friends, one of the brightest minds in all of the policy circles here in Washington, host of a great uh, podcast, one of my favorites, the Monica Crowley Show, and one of the important members of President Trump's economic team back when that economy was booming. She's my good friend, Monica Crowley. Monica, great to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be with you, John and Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. 
It's such an honor and what a great time. We have so much going on in the economy and we have this incredible dynamic. We have a president singing that we've got a great economy and we have Americans cutting back on Christmas, canceling Thanksgiving, tapping into their uh, insurance policies early to try to make ends meet. Why the disconnect between the political messaging and the reality on Main Street America? Yeah, you know, it's really quite incredible to hear the president of the United States spiking the football on the U.S. economy. And in particular this week, the CPI, the latest consumer uh, price index or the rate of inflation, which showed a 7.1 percent rate of inflation year over year. Guys, that is incredibly high. Now, it's a 40 year high. So he was celebrating the fact that we've come down from a 42 year high to a 40 year high of inflation. (laughs) Um, You know, that disconnect in terms of the messaging where he's trying to tell the American people the economy is good and getting better when that belies what the average American is experiencing every single day. Prices remain very, very elevated when you take a look at your grocery list, everything from milk to eggs to bread. We're talking about the staples that are in some cases 20, 30, 40, 50 percent above where they were a year ago and certainly two years ago. Um, at elevated gas prices, home heating oil, all off the charts. And then, of course, the supply chain crisis and all the related economic issues. So the disconnect is very apparent for the American people. It's not like they can spin their way out of this economy, even though they are desperately trying to do that. This is a direct result, guys, of the Biden administration's catastrophic economic policies and unified Democratic control in Congress, which over the last two years have basically spent about $9 trillion that we don't have and can't afford. Well, and I think you've nailed it. I mean, it seems like as far as economically and maybe in other areas as well, Americans look at the numbers pertaining to their retirement, their savings, their banking accounts, and they hear what folks like Janet Yellen are saying, that inflation is transitory, and it just doesn't seem to add up. But I saw an interesting perspective earlier this week from... I think it was Business Insider talking about how uh, if there is a stock market rally going into January of next year, then that might end the rate hikes. Uh, It seems to me that as far as the economic trend this year, that seems a little bit too optimistic. But what, what are your thoughts? Well, when you listen to most significant and prominent economic advisors like heads of major banks in America, they will all say that we are heading into another recession. Remember, this economy was in recession for the first half of this year, uh, a technical recession. A lot of people didn't really feel the impact of it, but it was negative growth for six months straight. Then we had sort of an aberration in the third quarter. We'll see what happens in the fourth quarter. But most people are saying that next year we are heading into a recession. And the only question is how deep and how how protracted it will be. I happen to think it is going to be very significant because you continue to have massive amounts of money that have already been allocated by the Democrats sitting in the pipeline that hasn't been spent yet. And now, right now, as we sit here and talk, um, the Democrats, along with some help from some establishment Republicans, are thinking about passing a huge omnibus 
spending bill um, for the end of the year. So if that goes through, now you're going to have, you know, even more trillions of dollars sloshing around the system. So my sense is that inflation is not going to get better anytime soon. And in fact, if this additional spending goes forward, you're going to have exacerbated inflation, which is now deeply entrenched in the system. And you have all other kinds of attendant economic issues uh, going into next year. So I expect things are not going to get better and very well could get worse. Monica, you've had this amazing career. You work for Nixon and you've been around Kissinger. You have a great sense of the global chess game that the economic uh, game is. And in the last year, we've, uh, when you were with Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, there was a lot of effort made to try to proof the economy, to fix the supply chain. That's dropped off a little bit under Joe Biden. And meanwhile, Joe Biden seems to be allowing China to move closer to some of our enemies and frenemies and our friends, Iran, Saudi Arabia. These are kind of disturbing developments on the economic front. What is your handicap of where Joe Biden's been taking foreign policy? Well, it's a great question, a really big and significant question, John. Uh, first of all, I want to just clarify, I worked for President Nixon during the last years of his life. I yeah. was not born. He was elected. Right, right. So let's say that, look, Nixon opened the door to China in 1972. It was a geostrategic decision to try to enlist uh, China as a counterweight against growing Soviet power at the time and to try to enlist China to help us end the war in Vietnam. The whole dynamic has changed over the last 40 or 50 years. And now China is our preeminent adversary. Well, you've got a president now in the White House who is completely compromised by the CCP. The CCP has uh, basically given the uh, Biden crime family tens and tens of millions of dollars. So, of course, the commander in chief is not going to take on China in any kind of truly aggressive way. And so China is eating our lunch, number one. And because a lot of our very tight allies like Saudi Arabia feel completely abandoned by Washington and by this administration. They're seeking alliances elsewhere. And where are you going to look? Of course, you're going to look to the biggest gun on the block apart from the United States. And that strongest player is China. So if you're looking for protection, if you're looking for economic trade, if you're looking for a solid, protective national security and economic relationship, you're going to turn to China. And, you know, there's another big development. It's not just actors in the Middle East like Saudi Arabia, but also now you have Russia, which, you know, for years we have been working to exploit the Sino-Soviet splits over the years from 1950 to 1972 and beyond. And Joe Biden has now driven those two adversaries closer and closer together. These are very dangerous strategic developments for the United States. Amazing times. Amazing times. Now, I wanted to ask you quickly before we go, we got 30 seconds left. Ron DeSantis seeking to impanel a statewide grand jury in Florida to investigate misconduct pertaining to COVID-19, specifically hiding data for uh, regarding the vaccines. Your thoughts? Yes. Well, good for Governor DeSantis. I'm hoping that other red states, uh, red state governors will follow suit and do the exact same thing. This is about states' rights, uh, challenging the federal government and challenging the executive branch. Um, we need more of this kind of leadership. 
I think, you know, Elon Musk has teased that we are going to see some Twitter files on the COVID decision making and big tech's intervention um, in terms of silencing anybody or suspending anybody who raised any kind of legitimate questions that challenged the official COVID narrative coming out of Washington. And in particular, Dr. Fauci, the NIH, the CDC, all of that truth has got to come out eventually. So between the Twitter files and then what Governor DeSantis is attempting to do here to try to push the truth out so that the general public has a real idea of what we've been through over the last three years. Guys, this is a really important move to getting a COVID accountability project up and running. We need all of the dissenting doctors from Robert Malone and Peter McCullough who were silenced. We need yeah. all of the who knew the truth at the time and were just crushed. We need all of the truth to emerge and then all of the COVID villains to be held to account. Yeah, such an important dynamic. One last question I'm gonna throw at you because it's one of the great moments in conservatism, states' rights being executed as Washington continues to fail. Uh, you got Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, Christy Nome uh, on China. A lot of governors showing that federalism really works in the modern era. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, good. Um, and it's part of the great sorting, right, where the red states are becoming redder and the blue states are becoming bluer. But these red state governors are really leading the way. And they're showing that when you have tyrannical control coming out of Washington, D.C., yep. that they can really exercise a lot of power, not just to protect their own people in their own states, but to lead the way nationally and to, to try to break through what Washington, D.C. Uh, is doing to all of us. So good for them. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
we're going to turn uh, across the world to Israel, where in just five days, the new prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, who must form a new government. A lot of questions still there, not all the pieces of that government put into place yet. So we're very lucky. We have with us right now the former Israeli ambassador to the United States, Michael Oren. Uh, Mr. Ambassador, great to have you back on the show. John and Amanda, always wonderful to be with you. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Tell us where we are in the formation of that government with, uh, with Prime Minister Netanyahu. Well, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of Israel's political system. Under our political system, we have elections. The, uh, the party that wins the most votes, not a majority, but the most votes, is then empowered by the president of the country, which is basically a symbolic uh, position, to form a government. They have 21 days to form that government, to, to join with other parties and creating a coalition that will have more than 60 seats. There's 120 seats in the Knesset. You got to have more than 60 in order to put together a coalition. And you want to have a lot more than 61, 62 in order to be a stable coalition. So on paper, Netanyahu has the 64 seats. His party, the Likud, won the most votes of all parties, and he has 64 seats. But the other members of this coalition are either very, very religious, ultra-Orthodox, or very, very right-wing. And they've come with demands that on Netanyahu, which will make him the most left-wing person in his own coalition. John Amanda, he hates being that. Bibi wants to be dead center in the middle. <laughs> and play left against right. And so either he has to get these very radical parties to reduce their demands on the coalition, or he has to get members of centrist parties to join the coalition, which is very difficult because members of those parties don't like Mr. Netanyahu. And that's an understatement. And all this is very complex. He failed to make uh, the coalition in the 21 days. The president can again give him an extra 10 days he has, and of the 10 days, five days are remaining. At the end of those five days, uh, Mr. Netanyahu was playing a very, very tricky game of chick chicken. He's saying to those radical parties who are part of his coalition, if you don't reduce your demands, we may all find ourselves out of a job. Uh, he's saying to the centrist parties, if you don't join my coalition, um, Israel's policies, both domestic and foreign, will be changed in a way that you may not like. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Mr. Ambassador, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm curious about the political maneuvering. If Netanyahu, uh, by his own estimation, is the furthest left, I've seen a lot of media uh, narratives circling this coalition. Obviously, so many diverse factions that he has to cobble together. But it's being labeled as a right wing extremist coalition. Is that true? Well, they would define it as a right wing coalition. <laughs> it's not not it's not the media is defining it. Yes, they're extreme right wing. But I would just I would caution everybody to take a big, deep breath. Um, some of us are old enough to remember Nachem Begin, who before he was prime minister, was a radical right wing politician who became a great peacemaker, won the Nobel Prize for peace. Ariel Sharon, a radical right wing uh, politician uh, before he got into office. Once he got into office, he became again a peacemaker. Uh, people change. Uh, they say politicians can say all sorts of things once when they're not in office. Once they sit into that cockpit, you know, the driver's seat of politics, it, it's, a, it's a little bit different. And I also would caution just everybody. Um, you know, Israel is one of maybe the five countries in the world with the United States and Canada, New Zealand, Australia, five countries in the world that has never known a second of non-democratic governance. That's amazing, considering Israel is the only country on that list that's never known a second of peace. And yes, in politics, in democracies, you can have radicals that get elected on the right and the left. That's one of the prices of democracy. And we should respect that. 
Yeah, such a great history lesson to remember. Sir, I want to ask a little bit about the extraordinary proxy war playing out in Ukraine. We have Iran helping uh, Russia uh, fight our uh, ally in the region. Uh, we're obviously arming Ukraine. I don't think anyone two years ago could have imagined we'd be in this situation, unless you're one of those who were concerned about the whole Iran deal from 16 and all that money we gave Iran. Tell us what's going on and how concerning it is to the rest of the world. It should be very concerning. You have an unprecedented situation where you have munitions made by a Middle Eastern country, Iran, uh, being used to kill Europeans, uh, being used to kill American-backed uh, Ukrainians. And uh, the people who are most disappointed by this, I would imagine, would be those who were most supportive of renewing the, the terrible Iran uh, nuclear deal. Um, it's very difficult to renew that deal, which would have resulted in the uh, in Iran's receipt of about a trillion dollars in sanction relief and business deals, a trillion dollars. It's very difficult to support the renewal of that deal if the trillion dollars is going to be go is going to go to not building schools and hospitals, but creating more drones and more missiles. They're going to kill more Ukrainians. And on top of all that, you have the protests in the streets of, of Iran. These are huge protests, unprecedented. The regime is actually shaky. They've killed close to 500 people, most of them women, Amanda and John, most of them women. And it's very difficult for those same you know, progressive forces in Washington who wanted to renew the JCPOA to give that trillion dollars to a regime that's shooting women who are protesting for freedom and, and, and liberation in the streets of, of Tehran. Very difficult. Uh, for those of us who were not in favor of renewing that JCPOA, uh, this is a, a positive development. Iran is also showing its hand in Ukraine. It's giving us a chance to look at these drones and to figure out how we can defend ourselves against the drones. They're a serious threat to our security. Um, that you know, may be a silver lining on what is a terribly tragic situation. The big question now is, what is Israel going to do? We are fading a, facing a very fateful decision. And the maybe bigger question will be, what will the United States do? Um, the Biden administration really recently came out with a statement, which I had actually never heard made, uh, certainly by a Democratic administration. Um, the administration said that it would never tie Israel's hand when it came to defending itself uh, against Iran. That's excellent. And then I would ask the question, OK, to what degree, if we do have to defend ourselves, will the United States support us? Yeah. Important question. Yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Ambassador, I wanted to ask you, with or without the presence of an Iran nuclear deal, whether that happens or not, there are some very concerning numbers that have been reported recently that Iran is, I believe, two weeks away from 90 percent enriched uranium. As you were talking about a moment ago, they sent intermediate range uh, ballistic missiles to Russia. Um, how, how close are they in actuality taking those numbers into account? Well, they're close. They're close. Now, making a nuclear weapon is, is more complex than just enriching uranium. You have to be able to fit it into a warhead. Uh, you have to be able to fit that warhead on top of an intercontinental ballistic missile. It, it's complicated. But our margin for error on the Iranian nuclear issue is exactly zero. Exactly zero. You know, President Biden can say again and again that he's, his administration is, is, is determined to prevent Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. That's excellent. But is the United States determined to prevent Iran from having the ability to make a nuclear weapon, what's known as threshold capacity? Now, Israel cannot afford that. Well, let me give you a scenario. Say tomorrow Hezbollah, the Iranian-backed terrorist organization in Lebanon, begins to fire thousands of rockets at us. And we go to defend ourselves. And Iran declares, it declares that it's going to break out and create a nuclear weapon, which you can do in a matter of days. Well, that completely erases our deterrence power. We're going to have a nuclear gun to our head while we try to defend ourselves uh, against missiles raining down on our cities. 
Uh, the person who understood this the best, strangely enough, was, was Mr. Putin. Right after uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, he declared a nuclear uh, alert. And immediately, Germany wouldn't send tanks to the Ukrainian army. Uh, the United States, President Biden, wouldn't let Poland uh, provide military aircraft uh, to the Ukrainian Air Force because everyone was afraid that Putin would push a button. Well, well, if the United States is afraid about what would happen in Ukraine, imagine how afraid we are. But what can happen in our own country? In the theoretical, Mr. Ambassador, that Israel at some point might have to take action on its own. That Sandcock seems to have shrunk down a little bit. What are the possibilities that Israel would act on its own to preempt Iran from getting any further into the nuclear capability? Well, with all the, you know, the terrible moral decisions at stake, I would think that and like to believe that Israel will take uh, its destiny into its hands. Um, the situation is very similar to what, it, what existed over 50 years ago on the eve of the Six-Day War when Israel was surrounded by, by Arab armies. Now, none of those armies fired a shot at Israel, but Israeli leaders understood that if there was a terrorist attack and Israel wanted to respond to the terrorist attack, then all those armies would jump on us and, and, and kill us. Right. Uh, well, it's a very similar situation today. Uh, if, we, if Iran has a nuclear capability and there's a terrorist attack from Lebanon, we go to defend ourselves. Iran's going to shoot a nuclear weapon at us. And so in 67, basically, Israel started the war. We didn't, no one shot at us. We, we destroyed the Egyptian Air Force first. Uh, so a very similar situation to June 1967. Now in 2022, where the stakes in some way are even higher, I think Israel's going to have to make some very serious and faithful decisions. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Happy Saturday. Yes, it will be Christmas Eve one week from today. We'll still have a show that day, so don't worry. We got you covered. I hope you have a blessed evening. Enjoy this week. And I know it's cold. Some places it's snowing and sleeting. Be safe. Be happy. Enjoy the holiday spirit. Embrace those loved ones, your friends and family. That's what the holiday season is for. We'll be back tomorrow with a Sunday brunch edition. Some great guests coming up, including Alan Dershowitz, Tom Fitton, Ben Carson, former HUD secretary. Some really powerful words from him. Really great lineup. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll have that tomorrow morning's brunch edition. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call 1-800-245-6000. That's one 800 24560 or visit Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore 
of every story, but this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. 